This is Mike Corey from ESPN, and you're listening to the Sports Objective Podcast, the unofficial podcast of the Pirates. Welcome in to the TSO Bowl Selection Show. I am Dave Richmond of Pumped Up. Thanks to Yudon Cheek, the assistant track coach, track and field coach there at ECU. Does a great job. And talk about a great pirate he is. And all the pirates here on this uh, roundtable tonight are great pirates. Starting off with Kyle from LaGrange. Barbara, what's up, dude? What's going on, Dave? Sitting here watching this uh, ESPN Bowl special, whatever they call it. and You know, they, they had the playoff selection show. And then they had um, talking about the playoff after that. And so since 12 o'clock today, they've been talking about two football games. And I thought the bowl special here would break down all the bowls. But, Matt, you've been watching it. I've only seen them talk about the, the playoff bowls and then the uh, the Fiesta Bowl between Notre Dame and um, Oklahoma State. So I guess they're going to give about one minute each to all the rest of the bowls at the end of the show. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. It was unbelievable. I mean, I've been watching this show for, what, 45 minutes now, and I think they've talked about two games. You know, yeah, three. Like, can, we, can we pick up the pace a little bit? But uh, I agree, Kyle. Um, but I'll tell you guys, first of all, it's good to be back with you. It feels like it's been a while. It's, it's only been about a week. But, uh, you know, it's good to be with you. And uh, I'm excited for this matchup against BC. This this is fun. This is kind of what I was hoping for for a few reasons. Number yeah. one, it's just different. It's just somebody different, you know, like we I don't think we've ever played BC. Have we ever played them in any sport before? Not that I can recall. Not in football. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's 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 a different matchup. It's new. It's exciting. And to be honest, Virginia Tech, you know what? Ever since their athletic director kind of in a gutless way dropped us from their schedule, I don't think they're wor- worthy of playing ECU. So um, happy to be playing BC. And I have a lot of friends up here in the Northeast that, that are uh, BC graduates, so uh, it'll be fun for me to talk a little smack for the next next three weeks. Speaking of which, uh, by the way, congratulations to Matt Semenza, the basketball coach, getting it done. <laughs> All the yes, wrong for Matt Semenza. Who knew, right? No, I. You're great. You're a great guy. Great motivator. Those kids believe in you. I'm sure they'd run through a brick wall for you. And, uh, you know, it's funny. I had a uh, my former theater director, God rest his soul, was a track and field store way back in the day, right? Uh-huh. And so all of a sudden, they give him a basketball. And they're like, uh, we want you to coach a basketball team. He said in two years, they never lost a game because he had those kids in great shape. They can run up and down the floor, you know, because of the track and field aspect of things. And it was just amazing him talking about that. But it's like that with anything. It's just about motivation. You care about the kids. You you push them, you see them um, better than what they see themselves, I'm sure, at the time. And so you got the job done, and my hat's off to you. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks. It's fun. It's, it's something I enjoy. And one thing, I got a great tip from a friend of mine who, who's coached you know, youth sports for a long time. If the kids know that you're pushing them hard and it's for their best interests, 
they'll play for you all day long as long as long as they understand that. So that's really what it comes down to. We have a great group of kids. So thank you for for mentioning it. No doubt about it. Very excited to have this show. I was thinking about this afternoon, guys. I mean, imagine all those times you're watching TV or you're at the game. We're getting killed 64-17. Or when we started this podcast in 2018, we were the first podcast, by the way. And we're standing there on the, the practice field and you see how miserable the media is, how miserable the players are, the coaches, because they're getting beat beat every single week by big digit numbers. And you're thinking one day when we're covering this team, because we love this team, they're going to be a bowl team. Did you guys, do you, do you guys, has it really sunk in yet that we're going to a bowl? Yeah. I mean, it sunk into me after, uh, after the Memphis game. I mean, uh, I, uh, I, I thought we were going to do it this year and, and, uh, I, I, I said six and six and we got the seven and five and, could have been better than that. You know, we had opportunities against South Carolina, UCF, um, Houston, but, uh, no, uh, it, it's real to me. I mean, I'm, I'm excited to be in a bowl and excited to finally learn the opponent with Boston college. I like the matchup. I think it's going to be a probably a pretty low scoring game. Probably going to be pretty hard hitting and physical. Uh, the question is how healthy is their quarterback? Is he going to play? He's an NFL quality player. Um, when he's a hundred percent, he's a hell of a quarterback. He was out for several weeks. He came back the last couple of games and stroke, did not play his best. So to me, he's it's clearly he's still banged up. Uh, you know, there's speculation that he may sit out the bowl. I I, I don't know. Um, we'll see if he plays or not. I think that's a if, if he gets healthy between now and that bowl game, I think it's a um, I think it's a much a much tougher matchup if he's still playing banged up or if he doesn't play at all. I think uh, I think the Pirates have a really really good chance to win the game. Um, and I think we can beat him with him, but uh, I think it'd be a lot easier without him. There was a press conference tonight, guys. By the way, go over to our YouTube channel, and you can see that. We had Steve Beck, the executive director of the two coaches, uh, with Boston College, his coach, and Mike Houston as well. So we have a chance. So you can see that. It's about 30 minutes long. Make sure when you're at our YouTube channel to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We have a lot of great content. And if you don't believe me, then go to our YouTube channel and see the amount of coverage that we give to the Pirates, not only for Pirate football, basketball, and baseball. And uh, make yeah, sure and, and another thing also with our YouTube channel, if you like the Sports Addicted Podcast and you watch us on Facebook, you watch us on YouTube, or maybe you listen to us on the podcast app, we are still available audio only on any podcast app you choose. Uh, but, but a good way to share our show is find an episode you like from the YouTube channel and share it with people. That, that's a really good way to share the, the show. Uh, it's the easiest way if you try to tell people, well, go find their Facebook page or or look them up on Spotify or Apple Podcast. Uh, that's like asking some people to do Chinese arithmetic. So uh, just give them a just give them a YouTube link and say, here, watch this. There you go, and that's where that's what you can do. So great, uh, great coverage there already. They appreciate them uh, the fact that they had that press conference and just really excited about the bowl guys with. It's right after Christmas. You know, that's usually a tough time for people. You People are very excited right now, the holiday spirit. And then right after Christmas, they're like, what do I do for the next week? It's called New Year's. So I think it's going to be great thinking about how we've been, um, I don't know, humiliated, uh, whatever word you want to use. But over the last handful of years, no bowls. And that's another thing, Kyle. I know you've talked about it before, the fact that we actually, um, it's depressing this time of year for us as, as Pirate fans. We're 
you have these bowl shows and you have this show and that show and nobody's talking about East Carolina. Well, this year, well, you know what? This is it's, it's still like that this year because, as I said earlier, I'm sitting here watching this damn bowl show, and they are still talking about the Cincinnati Alabama game. I mean, yes. Look, look on your screen right now, Cincinnati. Look right there. I mean, I, I just I've never seen anything like this. But uh, it, it's uh, it's yeah, it's great to be relevant in December. I do want to give a shout out while we're talking about this stupid show. Um. RG3, Robert Griffin III, uh, is an analyst up here. And uh, RG3, at the beginning of the show, um, talked about how the, how the uh, playoff committee did everything they could to try to keep Cincinnati out still, in his opinion. Talked about how important it is for a conference champion and going undefeated to be recognized. And not only did he think Cincinnati should have been in the playoffs, he thinks they should have been ranked higher. He thought Georgia, as the only at-large, being they didn't win their conference championship, should have been number four. Um, so, uh, hats off to RG3, who played at a Power 5 school, for being, uh, I shouldn't even say pro group of five, pro fair. How about that? Just being pro fairness. So yeah, uh, uh, a, lot, a lot of respect to him, for, to him for that. Hey, Matt, I want to ask you guys a question. Did you notice how they put, isn't it funny how, I think it's what I don't like is the fact that they've had Cincinnati number two, number three. Cincinnati's undefeated. And isn't it funny, just guys, did you notice the fact when they put Cincinnati at four, I thought it was going to be Michigan, Cincinnati. I really did. I thought Mich- uh, I thought that it would be um, Alabama one and Georgia four. Uh, I guess they didn't want that rematch, but I I th- I just really thought that it was crazy to have Cincy at four when they've been ranked, you know, and and their own and their own uh, playoffs. No, they, they haven't been. They haven't been higher than four in the playoffs. Cincinnati hasn't been higher than four. I thought they were. They were three. Two, no, they were two and three in the. Um, USA Today coaches pulling the AP poll. They've only been that's four. My, yeah, they were, it was the AP. Yeah, that they were. I think they got up to two at one point. That's one of my pet peeves. I, I think if you're gonna have a poll, let's have one central poll. I'm tired of all the multiple polls and this, that, and the other. Um, I really think that they. What I was gonna say to you guys uh, when they have them, when they have Cincy at four, they're doing that on purpose, and that is they think Alabama is gonna beat Cincinnati, so we'll go ahead and knock them out so they'll have no chance. I, I'll tell you I, one thing. I actually I'll think Cincinnati. I actually think Cincinnati um, is an interesting matchup for Alabama because Alabama is really young at receiver, and Cincinnati's got the best secondary in the country. So uh, I think that's an interesting matchup for Alabama. And and Menchie, they cannot run the ball, guys. They cannot run the ball. Think about that defense with Cincinnati, and they cannot run. They're one dimensional going into that game. Yeah, and it's it, when you look at those two teams' matchups, Cincinnati, one of the best strengths of their team is their corners. They have lockdown corners. Yeah. Alabama's got some big-time wide receivers. Like Kyle said, they are young, but Menchie is now out. He's out for the season. He tore his knee up. He's a dynamic first-round talent. So that's a huge loss for Alabama. Um, so I do think they, they match up. It's an interesting matchup. I just want to jump back for one second to what Kyle mentioned about RG3. So I, I loved it too because it showed some guts for for an ESPN guy to to talk like that and give Cincinnati props. What I always look for is let's see what happens next. Does the does the corporate machine of ESPN get to him and say you can't make comments like that, dude? <laughs> you know, like it kind of goes against the company line to promote the uh, the supposed G five like that. But good for him for having the guts to at least say it now. But Hopefully he's still saying things like that a year from now. 
I RG3 kind of fucked me as a guy as a guy who wouldn't give a damn what they told him. He, he would probably just take his ball and go home. I mean, I don't I don't know what his bank account looks like. He didn't play that long in the league, but he just kind of strikes me as that kind of guy. I hope yeah, so. He, they need more guys like that. Yeah, and, yep. and the fact that Kyle, you've talked about this, so I'll give you credit, unlike some other people in the media, but uh I'll give you credit. Uh, for me personally, I thought I really believe that it, it's dumb, like you said, Kyle. Um that when you have Cincinnati, and furthermore, when you have all these group of five bowl games, um, last time I checked, if they own the team or own the not the team, but if they own the bowls, wouldn't you be like the biggest propaganda machine for those bowls? I mean, yeah, I don't understand that at all. They, 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 not only do they own a lot of them, even the ones they don't own, they're Aaron. Yeah. So I, I don't understand why we're sitting here tonight and we're talking about they've literally talked about two bowls, well, three bowls this whole show. And I mean, you you, you own them. You, you don't own the military bowl, but you have the rights to air it. You you own like the Birmingham bowl, the Boca Raton bowl. You you, you literally own the bowl. So why the hell are you not? And, and maybe there and there probably will be a bowl mania special on sometime between now and you know bowl season. But why tonight are you? I mean, how 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 this has been going on since twelve o'clock? Talking about two games. So um, yeah, let's promote. East Carolina, Boston College, and the Military Bowl. Let's promote UTSA and San Diego State. Um, I don't remember what bowl that is now, but it's it's one of the bowls, and it's a good. That's a good game. That's the point. Um, so there, there's there's so many good bowl games this year. UCF Florida and the Gasparilla Bowl. How interesting is that? Um, so why aren't we talking about them? Yeah, you know you know which one I thought, and not to jump too far ahead here guys because i'm sure we'll, we'll cover them all but just kind of glancing through the bowls the one that really jumped out at me that that i find interesting is utah ohio state in the rose bowl i think yeah. i think for a few reasons you know oregon they gate they defeated ohio state early in the season and kind of a shocking loss and then they kind of fell apart down the stretch utah just literally pounded them embarrassed them um twice but you know ohio state's got elite talent so they'll be ready for Utah. I think that's going to be a slugfest. That that's one that really jumped out. What's interesting about Utah is they kind of play Big Ten football out in the back twelve. So it'll be interesting to see when they're playing a Big Ten school who likes to be physical. And I I don't know how Utah's used to playing schools that really don't want to be physical and and, and they're finesse schools, and then they're physical. So that's kind of that's kind of their niche. Might not be a great matchup for Utah because. Uh, you know, Ohio State's a very physical football team. Then again, you know, Kyle Whittingham and Utah is always physical. I don't know. It is an interesting matchup. You're right. Hey, guys, joining us now, we have uh, our good friend, Captain Bunk, is joining us here tonight. I want to bring him in here. Hey, what's hey. up, Mr. Bunk? What's going on? It's Terry, it's Terry No Face Gallagher. Pirate football, baby. That's what's going on. <laughs> in December. How about that? Yeah, you remember, uh, hey, Matt, you said, said, trust the process. You told us that two years ago when Houston was hired, trust the process, and we trusted the process, and here we are going to a bowl. There he is, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to a bowl, Terry. Ain't that something? That's amazing. What are you making making a matchup with Boston College? Uh, As we found out today, we're playing – the uh, the Eagles of Boston College. Um, how do you like the matchup? We're going to a bowl game. 
<laughs> oh. Thanks for the in-depth analysis, Terry. <laughs> I can't look. I'm not super excited about playing Boston College. I'm, however, we're going to bowl game. Yeah. <laughs> now, do you not like the matchup, or you just you're or uh, what do you mean? I just don't see the uh, how many. Uh, I don't know that they travel. Will they travel with that many fans to Annapolis? I don't know. Uh, I think they were. I think they even thought they were going to the Fenway Bowl. Matt, I well, know. I like. It. I look. It's an ACC school, so you're that right. Quote, yeah. quote, That's why I said R five crap. We're and, going uh, to a bowl game. <laughs> so I, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm excited being, to play for somebody. It's somebody different. We ain't, okay. we've never played BC. Hey, I right? just, hey, hey, Matt. Guys, yeah. I just want to win the damn game. That's all I care about. It. Put put anybody out there. Podog State, and we're playing them in a the bowl. Let's let's win the damn game. That's all I care about, to be honest. Right yeah. now, usually, usually I'm the uh, conservative guy talking about. Yeah, let's just play and all that type of stuff. Now y'all are the ones good doing all that, and I'm going. Oh my God! Why were we? <laughs> we, we wanted somebody else, but anyway. We, oh we, no! Hey, you've been hanging out with. Hey, Terry, you've been hanging out with Kyle too long. <laughs> I actually, I, I went by I his house. I actually went by his house. I went to play golf in Farmville uh, yesterday. And uh, oh yeah, you didn't stop by. I had better I stuff. Saw, saw a goat farm, a one horse farm, uh, some sheep, and also Longhorn cattle on the way. Yeah. Near your house. Now explain that. That, that was at his house. That, that, that is, he's probably not making any of that up. Um, <laughs> no. uh, I, I live out in the country, Terry. I live out in the country. I guarantee you do. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be rude here, but uh, yeah, I, I'm glad we're going. I, I'm excited about playing and all that type stuff. But, uh, you know, I, Virginia Tech would have been fun. Uh, uh, I don't know. You know, we'll play. They I, don't want to play us. They don't want to play us, Terry. They do not. Well, I think here, here's the thing. Virginia Tech would have been fun to a point. It wouldn't have been fun out in the parking lot. I, I don't – I think this would be a much better interaction. <laughs> I think it will be a much better interaction between our fans and Boston College fans than our fans and Virginia Tech fans at this point. Um, yeah. I don't I don't yeah. know how that would have went down. Well, at least we've played on the field. So it's not like a away game, you know. Be like we playing on the another, you know, same field again. So that'll be nice. You can't ever disrespect playing in Annapolis. So uh, yeah, it's thirty minutes from where my son lives. <laughs> Matt, so you being a northern, there's good things. Matt, you being a northern guy, um, what do you make of? You know, it's in Annapolis, so potentially cold weather. Uh, do you think that gets an advantage to Boston College? You know what? I, I think if it was – it's tough to say. I think if it was in Fenway, I think, you know, that's – that's you're talking about some seriously cold weather or, or even, even the pinstripe bowl. I mean, I've seen some games there where it's 20 degrees and it's, you know, there's snow coming down. I'm hoping it's since it's a little further south, it'll be a little more uh, – not quite as extreme as it is here in New England, but you never know. Um, but uh, I do think that they're a little more acclimated. These northern teams are a little more acclimated to playing in 
you know, um, if there's, you know, some sort of a, uh, you know, a snow condition or something like that, there's definitely an advantage to a northern team. But I think we'll be okay. I think we can find our way through that. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm definitely hoping not for snow, at least not during the game. Maybe maybe the day before, once we get up there, then it'll be stopped by game time. Yeah, I'm just thinking, you know, if kickoff's in the 30s, uh, hopefully uh, – if I was Mike Houston, we're getting unusually warm weather right now down east. Uh, it, it's, it's been in the 60s and 70s this past week, and it, this coming up week's going to be a little bit more normal after tomorrow. But uh, if I'm Mike Houston, just, just to make sure, I, I, might, I might practice at night a little bit just to get some 20s and 30s. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. Idea. And, right. Hey, Terry, nice to meet you too. By the way, I never talked to you before, man. Good to meet oh, you. Oh, you too. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I played like at ECU back in the day. Logan era, I'm a linebacker for the Logan era with Matt Semenza, and wide oh, okay. receiver and Pat Dye era with uh, Terry Gallagher. So, yes, what sir. years? What years were you? Uh, so I was there '94 through '97. Okay. Uh, hey, hey, Matt. He was a super. Uh, Terry was a super senior before there was a term super senior. He'll tell you why. Okay. Uh, this is a great story. I'll try to keep it short. Uh, yeah, I'd played. Uh, I got there in, to ECU in '74 and spent the fall of '74 on the scout team as a running back against the Wild Dog defense of Danny Kepley and company. Uh, I hated ECU. I, I just wanted to quit every day but I was more scared of leaving than I was staying. So uh, they moved me to split in. So I started from 75 through 77. 77 was my original senior year. Well, I wasn't getting a lot of calls from the NFL and uh, that type of thing. So I had already moved off campus. I was uh, had grown. I had long hair. I had a ponytail, believe it or not. Okay. <laughs> Didn't go through spring football or nothing like that. And somebody came up to me on campus and said, this was in May of 78, and said, uh, Coach Dye wants to see you. I said, oh, shit. I mean, I'm sorry. I said, oh, hell. And uh, lo and behold, I went to his office. He said, uh, Terry, you want to play another year? <laughs> I said, right. I, I thought, are you drinking? I mean, you know, what are you talking about? And he explained to me it was because of Marshall, who had had the uh, incident leaving East Carolina back in, uh, I guess it was 70, 71. And they were trying to rebuild the program. So they passed that spring and NCAA passed the redshirt freshman rule. And they made it retro, but they made it retroactive back to 74. And it just so happened I never played in 74. I was. I was scout team fodder. <laughs> okay. And uh, so I got uh, I got a second senior season. I was officially a senior in 78, wow. and I got to play on the team that played in the Independence Bowl. And uh, I was team captain in 78, along with awesome. Eddie Hicks, the running back Eddie Hicks, and uh, split in – I mean, uh, defensive end Zach Valentine and um, Ruffin McNeil, by the way. Okay. All right. So, uh, yeah. So you maximized your eligibility. Look here. uh, (laughs) I'd never heard of the place when I got there. I'm from Georgia originally, Warner Robins. And uh, it just so happened, first guy that Coach Dye hired was had coached in Warner Robins, Frank Orgel. And uh, Frank followed, he wound up going to Auburn, 
with uh, Coach Dye. He had to fall on the sword for Coach Dye uh, after one of the bad years over there. But uh, he wound up coaching several places. And uh, I had the same head coach, the same position coach, Henry Trevathan, and the same recruit coach my entire East Carolina career. Wow. Now, how many players get that experience? Not many. Not many. And Leo and Leo Jenkins. So. <laughs> Matt, um, Matt, we Matt were, Terry uh, set a few records at receiver. We were, we were, well, the big thing, we were 34 and 11 from 75 through 78. And, uh, you know, we nice. only played 11 games. But I did get to play in the Independence Bowl that we won. And the uh, worst, worst year we had was eight and three. That's fantastic. There what, was, what was the record you held, a yards per game or average yards my, per, catch per game? My first three catches were at Appalachian State in 75, and I had three catches for 218 yards. <laughs> Wait a second. Hang on. I'm trying to figure out. What is the three catches for 218? What's the average? 70, 72.7. Wow. It, it was NCAA that's record. A a, that's it a was third of a stat right there. Well, it was the uh, NCAA record for 39 years. And it's funny how back then you didn't have the media like it is now, social media and so forth. And uh, the bad thing is those are my first three catches at ECU, and we lost three touchdowns. <laughs> well, wow. we played we played at home the next week, and when we played William and Mary, I caught three more passes and had two more touchdowns. So I had five touchdowns in my first six catches. Terry, we did, since, since, we did win there. the second game. Yeah, we did win the second game. But <laughs> this, this a question for both of you. We'll start with you, Terry. Uh, as we're talking about the military bowl, you, as you mentioned, you played at the Independence Bowl, and we had the Independence Bowl anniversary party a couple years back with you and your teammates. Touchdown, Tony Collins, etc. Um, talk about the bowl experience. Obviously, it's changed a lot since back then. Back then, there weren't many bowl games, but. What do you remember about the bowl experience, the week leading up to the game down in Shreveport and uh, the, the bowl parade, I believe? Was, was John Wayne there? We uh, John Wayne was a grand marshal. Well, the, John Wayne was part of it. And um, General um, Omar Bradley, he was in his uh, – he was, I think, his last public appearance. And he actually didn't get to come to the stadium because it was overcast and rainy. And John Wayne also, I believe that was his last public yes, appearance. He died of cancer that year. Yeah. And then uh, and Charlie uh, Pride was there. I remember that. You got to <laughs> kiss an angel. Good morning. Um, <laughs> I love yeah. it like the devil when you get back home. Yeah. You can check out the game on uh, YouTube. Somebody posted the game. Uh, yeah. The entire YouTube. game is on YouTube. That I believe right. it was broadcast locally. At that time, bowls were syndicated. It was ABC. Uh, right? It was an ABC yeah, it, game, right? But Lee yeah, Moore, WCTI yeah. television. Was it uh, Lee Moore? Uh, but anyway, and Ke and Kenny Strayhorn, That's who had great. been a running back here uh, when I first got here, and his brother Les, who played, uh, I think Mike McGee era. Uh, Les played for the Cowboys uh, after ECU. And he introduced me to my future wife. There you go. And now, 40-plus years later, here I am. I'm still stuck with her. <laughs> she, she, blames, she blames him, right? 
she's not list. She's not in around, so I can talk. So. It looks like she's behind you right there. That's why I'm in Wilmington now. <laughs> oh, okay, Matt, uh, you uh, you, you played in two Liberty Bowls, ninety four, ninety five. What do you remember about your bowl experience, bowl week down in Memphis on Bill Street, et cetera? What what were the bowl festivities? I remember Coach Logan. Did you guys do a talent show? Seems like Coach Logan maybe played guitar on stage. Oh, what do you remember about bowl week? Yeah, so so that was uh, I think I want to say Coach Connors also. Uh, I believe it was Coach Connors who played some guitar that that week too. But uh, it was it was an exciting <laughs> week. So I, I remember so much about it. Just starting with the day after Christmas, um, getting on a flight from New Jersey and and flying down direct into uh, Memphis. And uh, it's a cold weather bowl, so there were no indoor practice facilities, anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so our practices were extremely cold that week in Memphis. Um, we tried to get you know, get our work in and be as prepared as possible for the game. You know, I was a true, true freshman. I had just turned 18. For me, it was all kind of a blur. I was a special teams player that year. You know, I, I didn't redshirt, so I, I was, I was just sort of trying to figure things out, but um, cold weather bowl. I was, I'll tell you, one of the things I was really trying to do was find a way to get out on Beale street at nights. So I was trying to enjoy myself a little bit, but uh, <laughs> And I did find some time. I found some time to party. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, but it was a good time. And um, we that year, we played Illinois. And yeah. Illinois, yeah. I was actually trying to explain to my son the other day how loaded they were. Um, they had Simeon Rice was their defensive oh. end. And he was probably the most impressive specimen um, that I saw during my time in college football. He was a monster. Um, mm. And we had a really hard time, understandably so, everybody in the country did, but blocking him and keeping him attained that day. And he made a number of big plays, unfortunately for us. Um, but that Illinois team was very good. It, and just to kind of share a story, that was the year Penn State went undefeated and, and won a share of the national championship. Maybe the best Penn State team of all time. The only team who almost beat them was Illinois. They were actually beating them in the fourth quarter. Mm. Penn State came back to win that game. Um, I think it was Kijana Carter went off in the fourth quarter. Bubba probably remembers if he's listening. Um, But that Illinois team was powerful. They were loaded. They had several NFL players. Ken Dilger was a tight end. Uh, I think Hardy was the middle linebacker. Um, And they put it on us pretty good that day. Um, thank God we got back there the next year and won. But there was so much to remember from that experience. What do you remember about the second time besides beating Stanford? <clears throat> we just had a motivated team um, that wanted to get back and, and win that game. You know, that that didn't leave a good taste in anybody's mouth, losing like that. And um, that was the big thing, just trying to get back and, and kind of redeem redeem yourself for, for that type of loss. Um you know, because it was kind of an embarrassing loss, a national TV game. It was on New Year's Eve. Um, so everybody saw it. And uh, you just want to get back there and win. And fortunately, we were able to get back there and 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 beat a very good Stanford team um, and, and limit them to, to very few uh, points that day. So we were able to redeem ourselves. I mean, what better story is there than that? You don't see very many teams that get to go back to a bowl after losing and then actually win it. No question yeah, about it. Back then, there was less bowls 
Uh, both of you guys are from an era. I mean, your 96 team, uh, Matt, I just can't believe eight and three. You beat Miami in the Orange Bowl. You beat NC State. You have a, you go for two in that first game against West Virginia. You lose 10 to nine. That was one of the losses. I mean, it, there's no reason why you, sh- you guys shouldn't have made a bowl. But, you know, anyway, the fact of the matter is we're celebrating the fact we're going to a bowl, guys. Uh, there's gonna have be we heard? Yeah, guys, I don't think the impressions came out yet. But uh, one of the things I always like hearing about during bowl season, and and, uh, and and Terry, I know the answer for when you played in the Independence Bowl, there was a no bowl prospects given to players back when Terry played. Um, <laughs> I got I, a hat. I did get a hat. I do have, and I've still got that hat, uh, Independence Bowl hat. I've got my jersey that I never wore, my game jersey. Yeah. See if you can see it here. I remember you wearing that or bringing that to the uh, – No, no, this one party. is – No, this is the actual Independence Bowl jersey. Oh, nice. That, uh, he was afraid you'd steal it, Kyle, so he didn't bring it to the – So they party. gave you all a jersey. Okay. Well, no, it, it's that we wore them tearaways. Okay. Get it for you. We wore the tearaways. Let's see. Can you see it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 81. See, 81. I never wore that jersey. I forgot I had it, and I found it when I was moving up here to Wilmington. <laughs> never been Matt, what, 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 Matt, what about you? Yeah, did y'all get a prize back in here? Did, did we say that again, Kyle? Bullswag. Did, did y'all get anything yeah, like the? We, we got a cheap watch. I think uh, – I, I don't know if that watch made it through the spring. I think it fell apart on me. Um, we did get a yep. nice sweatshirt, you know. We, we actually didn't get a ring that year. The first year, we didn't get no a ring. Rings. The second no. year, we got a ring. Um, no ring. No rings. No. Yeah, but the watch was – I'm not going to lie to you guys. It was cheap. I mean, <laughs> it didn't last very long. I think one right. night out, it fell apart. Right. Do you still have your ring from '95, uh, uh, Matt? I do, I do. Hey, okay. hey Matt, Terry, now, I've got, a, I've got the '96, I've got the '76 uh, Southern Conference championship ring that we had the last year we were in the Southern Conference. See, we, Matt, we were the team that went independent so that you guys could play all those other teams. Right. Uh, because that was the first – we were there when the, when the NCAA first split between the Division One, Division One AA, and so the conference wanted to stay AA. And Coach, Coach Dine, uh, Dr. Jenkins uh, – you know, Dr. Jenkins' vision was for East Carolina to be the uh, football school of the state. Yep. And uh, that's the way he, he sold the program. Because think about it, he went to Alabama to get a head coach. Uh, yeah. That's pretty. <laughs> that's pretty yeah. good. And uh, anyway, so uh, you know, we we just had a, a, you know, that was that was a heck of a situation for us to be able to go through and do that. Uh, yeah, like, and you know what? You always have to appreciate the guys that come before you. Right. Um, you know, it's funny. We we used to talk about how our weight room was small and it wasn't that Ooh. great. And then I heard about <laughs> the guys from the seventies who used to lift Thank weights you. in like a, some kind of warehouse, right? That they well, no, that was, I, I was before that. Uh, I was actually, when I first got here in 70 and when I was recruited in uh, actually January of 74 is when I came up here on a crew, the uh, weight room was underneath Ficklin stadium. 
it was an old where an old uh, dr old um, storage yes, room, and there was a, but probably two weight benches with weights. My <laughs> high school had a better weight uh, program than than wow. East Carolina at that time. Uh, and if you if you actually go back and you talk to someone who played in the Claire in the Claire Staffordbridge area, they used to lift weights with sticks and rocks. They had rocks uh, tied to sticks. But and uh, we had we had the poles with the lights on them were in front of the stands when I first got here. Hey, uh, big telephone poles, so you had to watch out when you ran out of bounds. <laughs> hey Matt, uh, one of the things Bubba brought up a great point we've heard from. I believe likes of you and different players of that Liberty Bowl team in 95 when you beat Stanford. Talk about the attitude of Tyrone Willingham and the Stanford players, the arrogance towards East Carolina, like oh. they you know where you guys were from, all the smack talk. I mean, we know there's trash talking. I mean, that's part of sports. But they they really uh, showed you guys a lot of disrespect, right? There was they there really was a condescending, um, arrogant attitude coming from them all week. As a matter of fact. Um, and even just in interactions, there's a lot of interactions that go on on bowl week between the players, you know, just, just a very arrogant attitude. And fortunately for, for us, we had guys on that team who, who relished the underdog role. And if you tried to insult them or put them down, they wanted to kick your ass even more. And so we we like that underdog role. I mean, we had great we had great players on that team who 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 embraced it. And you know what? Like, I'm sure Coach Logan loved it because the more they put us down, the harder we were going to play. So yeah, Richard Al Richard Alford just brought up the point. The the Stanford halftime show, their band, if I remember correctly, did a tribute to East Carolina, the 51st state. So just just constantly making fun of ECU and. Um, that's, that's, uh, you know, hopefully Boston College will do some of the same. I think they'll be smarter than that. I really do. I, we, uh, we went through the same thing. Uh, look here. We went through the same thing in 78. There wasn't but 15 bowl games and Louisiana tech had played ECU previously when Terry Bradshaw was there. Yeah. And at that time, Terry, let me give this caveat at that time because of Terry Bradshaw, Louisiana Tech was a bigger name than East Carolina. That's changed since. Oh yeah. So when we there was a some kind of you know how you do the things where you go eat and both teams are together and all that type of stuff. And during that uh, banquet or whatever you want to call it, uh, we really got disrespected heavily. And and it, it, we uh, Coach Die didn't let us forget about it. And um, we weren't there nearly as long as you guys were, Matt, like a week. I think we were only there three three days, four days maybe, and uh, before we played. And uh, when we played, we we literally physically hurt Louisiana Tech. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think we had, what was it, six, seven turnovers. Our defense, literally, our defense was second in the country that year behind Penn State in total defense. So we had a great defense, and we just literally physically hurt Louisiana Tech. <laughs> but uh, but it was the same thing. Everybody just – who was an Eastern? I get so tired. Anybody says Eastern Carolina. 
I just can't stand it. But uh, yeah, you know, Leo Jenkins fought to have the name East Carolina and not UNC Greenville. That's right. <laughs> so um, anyway, yeah, I know that feeling. Disrespected. Yeah. Hey, yeah. hey uh, Matt, here's a question from our buddy Richard Allsbrook. Uh, he's asking, will BC fans travel? It's a good question, Richard. I'm actually going to um, I'm going to reach out to some. I haven't had a chance to reach out to them yet, but I have a very good friend who I work with that ran track at BC, friends with a lot of football players there, well-connected. Um, I'm going to reach out to him and get a little more insight on that. I uh, I think that they'll travel fairly well. Like um, I think, what's that? What do you think about like four or 5,000? I would think they'll bring in at least 5,000. I really do. That's my um, guess. I don't know. I'm... Yeah, yeah. Hopefully well, you know, for, for, the, for them, for them, Matt, it is going south. I mean, it, you like you mentioned earlier, you know, it, it ain't Florida, but I can guarantee you the weather, the weather in uh, southern Maryland, <laughs> eastern Maryland, will be better than the weather in New England. Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I'm hoping that's the case. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, because you're in New England also there in Connecticut. So uh, are, are you going to – Matt, what's your plan, man? Are you driving now? Are you flying? What are you, what are you doing? You know what? I'm, I'm, it's either going to be a drive or it's going to be Amtrak. You can get an Amtrak train, which is kind of nice because you don't have to do anything. You know, you just hop on the train and it brings you right into uh, to Baltimore. Right. And so uh, I was looking at that option too. But, but to drive it, I think it's only like five and a half, five and change. So it's not too bad. I mean, you could even, if you wanted to, you could even leave early that morning and be there to tailgate for the game. So, hmm. and uh, our good friend B Pace says our alumni chapters in DC and Baltimore are pushing hard, talking about Boston College's alumni chapters, and they and that's the thing. Uh, both fan bases have a good presence there for for yeah. uh, East Carolina. You look at Virginia. You look at Maryland, DC, that DMV area. I mean, there's no excuse. Uh, let me just say this too, guys. There's no excuse for us not to have – our goal is 10,000. I think we can easily have – I'm talking about the sports objective, our goal. Um, not when I say our, not East Carolina's goal. But I really believe that we can crush it when it comes to ticket sales. Um, the ticket prices are not bad. They could be a lot worse. Um, you get – by the way, go to ecpirates.com. You can do that now. Or during the week, if you're old like me, you can just pick up the phone and dial 1-800-DIAL-ECU. Go there and get your tickets. All the money up until $250,000 stays with us uh, for yep. ticket sales. So that's a great uh, – you want to talk about a shot in the arm for our university? Call um, them tomorrow, Monday through Friday, or go right now to ecpirates.com and get it. Get your yeah, and I'll say this. Whatever you hear on ticket sales from ECU – um, that is not going to be accurate. There's a lot of people that are buying their tickets through the military bowl website because you can go straight up there and pick your seat. Uh, there are cheaper ticket off. I'm not encouraging people not to buy their tickets for ECU. Let me clarify that. But there are different options through the military bowl website, some cheaper options. Um, a few other things that you can't get through ECU because things are done priority points through ECU. But, uh, I, I really, if we sell 5,000, through ECU, I bet you we will have 10,000 because there'll be another 5,000 that buys their tickets through the military ball site, et cetera. So uh, I, I'd be surprised if we don't have at least 10,000 people there. Right. If it's if it's Hawaii, something like that, you know, you're not going to have 
10,000 people for pirate fans. But the fact that we're, uh, no matter where you are, you're a close drive from Annapolis. For most folks now, there are people that live around the world that are in part of Pirate Nation. But I'm talking about the people that are like your neck of the woods. Think about you, Matt. It's pretty much an even split, if you think about it, from what we have versus what you have. It's like we're meeting you in the middle, so to speak. That's right. That's right. And Bubba did promise to uh, buy the first two rounds of drinks for the whole crew here. So, <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, all right. We're gonna hold him to that one, right, Bubba? I'm, 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 I'm having, I'm having, I'm having, uh, I'm, I'm gonna have a tumbler of, of Eagle Rare. Um, so, uh, <laughs> oh me. And that's that's true too. Uh, Craig makes a great point, guys. Uh, agreeing with you, Kyle. He says, dang, you can pick your seats for the military bowl site. That's huge if you're not a big donor. That's correct. That's the thing. Uh, we need to. Yeah, you're, you're limited to, to, to the seats that aren't. You're limited to the seats that are not um, controlled right now by ECU or by BC. Uh, we're, we're on the bush light. I bet. Uh, we're on the gold side. So if you're going to buy your tickets to the military bowl site, make sure you buy them on the gold side. Because if you buy them on the blue side, you're going to end up being sitting with Boston College fans. So if you are going to go to the military bowl side to buy your tickets, buy them on the gold side. There are also, and, and this is, I'm a go to ecupirates.com if you don't have special needs for seats or whatever, get your tickets through them. But if you're on a budget, also there's the hill at uh, Navy, and you can get tickets on the hill for the military bowl site for forty bucks. I mean, that's so, uh, but, but yeah, exactly. But again, if you can. Get your tickets through ecupirates.com. Just the fact that we could go to a bowl game and buy tickets. Come on, guys. I mean, it, it's a, it's a and, no and, and it's not the virtual bowl. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, that was a smart fundraiser from Terry Holland. He wanted to keep the bowl funds coming in the one year we didn't go. I know he caught a lot of flack for that, but uh, I, I don't I don't blame TH for doing that. Oh, yeah, uh, innovative and creative. Any way we can get money, guys, a shot in the arm. And, hey, speaking uh, of shot in the arm, uh, B pays. I don't know if anybody's confirmed this. Pays, I'm, I'm, I'm reporting on something you said, so you better be right. Uh, I haven't I haven't looked this up, uh, but he said we're going to get $600,000. All American teams are going to get $600,000 each for uh, for Cincy making the playoffs. So uh, that's a nice chunk of change for, for us losing to them. What about What about when they win the national title? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I uh, I don't know, but if they do, uh, they'll get a bigger. Uh, I don't know if we get more money or not. That's a good question. Mm. Yeah, they say forty dollar parking pass for gold and blue lots. Thank you, Craig. Yep. And uh, he said yes. That's the breakdown. So B pays is. Uh, he said this is his favorite show, guys. So he's looking out for us. You know, P B pays pirates supporting pirates. That's what it's all about, baby. B pays yep. in the house. Hey, maybe, maybe maybe we can use that money to uh, you know just to to enhance our our nutrition you know just 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 a thought I have but to en enhance our tradition our uh, nutrition programs our our meal plans for our student athletes I mean uh, I think that's something that's been a little uh, a little missed over the years and it might be a good good place to spend some of that money just to get these guys in better shape. Hey, by what the was way, that last thing put up on the screen there about King's Dominion? I, I missed that. He said, you can ride the Intimidator. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Mark Kelly says, go up 95 to King's Dominion, hang a right over 301 and go up 50 and head east. 
So there you go. You know what, Mark? I was message me, brother. I was wondering if there was an alternate route that would keep you from going through DC. So message me that route, please. And if you've traveled it, I'll have a couple questions for you because uh, I'm going to try to avoid going through DC at all costs. And uh, if, if that route isn't going to slow me down any, I may, I may, I may follow that. So uh, hit me up, Kyle Barber, there on Facebook Messenger with that route, please, sir. All right. And here's another one. Uh, Richard Osbrook said each conference receives six million from the college football playoff for each team selected for a semifinal game, and four million for each team that plays in a non-playoff. Uh, bowl under the college football playoff. There's no additional payout for the national championship game, only additional expenses covered. And he, okay. said, that, he said that is from sourcebusinessofcollegesports.com. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's six, it's, it's six, uh, six million divided by, uh, well, six million divided by 11, not 10. So it's a little we less than that. We ought to divide among them three that's leaving. <laughs> well, one of them's playing in the bowl. But... <laughs> so but what? You don't get the money, you're leaving. But they're they're under the banner of AAC right now, so we Correct. get the money. They're leaving. Sorry. <laughs> about that, you're leaving. He said, great route uh, that avoids DC traffic, Kyle. Even if the GPS says DC route is faster, just go 301, better drive on most days. <laughs> the things you learn on the sports objective, see? I'm, I'm putting that in my notes just in case I don't get the proper message that I asked for. I'm putting it in my do notes. You have a, do you have a weather helicopter out there? <laughs> Kyle Barber is our official meteorologist here on the sports objective. He can tell you. <laughs> I'm being for real. I'm not being uh, sarcastic. He does a good job with He's a He's a weather geek, and he does a good job with it. And uh, we that's a great angle that most of people covering the Pirates don't have. So There you go. Yeah, I'll have your forecast as we get closer to the game. I can tell you average temperatures in Annapolis uh, in late December are in the low 40s for your high, and early January is in the is in the low 30s for your highs. So uh, you, you should see game time temperatures, if the average plays out, anywhere between 38 and 45. Uh, maybe we'll get a warm day and it'll be 55. There you go. There you go. Hey, that, you can't beat it. Let me ask you guys a question. So if you just – you know, obviously, no, I'm sure none of us have watched BC that that you know that often. If you're to look at this game right now, without really doing much research, going back and watching film, that type of thing, what would you say the line would be? If their quarterback's healthy, if their quarterback's healthy, and I don't mean I don't mean playing. I mean 100 percent healthy. If they think he's going to be healthy by game day, I'll say BC by a touchdown. If he's not 100 percent healthy. But playing, I'll say BC by three. If he's not playing, I'll say East Carolina by four. They right. have 20, 22 uh, seniors, I believe, or graduates. Yeah, and so you got to wonder also if some of those will sit out. Um, I don't know what their what their NFL prospects are like. Uh, if they got several guys that are supposed to be drafted, um, the 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 hip things to sit out. So. Um, That'll be something to watch with that many seniors if if some of them are going to sit out. Also, that quarterback, he's not a senior, but a pro prospect coming off of injury. Will he sit out in the bowl game to prepare for next year to make sure he's healthy to get his, to get his draft stock up? So uh, I hmm. think there's a lot of things that are going to affect the spread. Um, Good points, Kyle. I mean, you you were very specific, so you you uh, you had a you had a spread for every situation there. I watched him play, man. When he's healthy, they're really good. That's why he's a professional. 
BC is a three-point favorite right now. Uh, let me check that, uh, Brennan. That I didn't know the lines were out. I'm going to check and Mr. make sure Mr. Shapiro is giving us correct information. I always like the team in these games that has more to play for. I, you know, when I look at East Carolina right now, we have a lot to play for. We're a young team. We're hungry. Sure, we made the bowl game, but it's not good enough to just make it. You got to go win it. And I see a team right now that has a lot to play for. And in these bowl games, a lot of times that's what it comes down to. Like, who wants to be there? Yeah. Who actually wants to, to go work? Oh, yeah. Exactly. Because it's more practice. And right. if you really don't want to – I mean, it's a long, grueling season. And by the time – I coached, you know, years and years of uh, high school in, in Georgia. But, you know, we played 12, 13 to 15 games. And I'm telling you, by the time you get into there and, and by the time you've played 11, 12 games, it, it's going to come down to who wants to keep practicing. Want to, right? And, hey, guys. It is, it is Boston College by three right now. Uh, Boston College is a three-point favorite. As we, as we sit here tonight uh, in that game, so that that is the line. And guys, you, you think about the you think about the Pirates. We were talking, Kyle. We've talked about this. The Pirates could go eight and five. Think about that. <laughs> Look, in one season, I was thinking about this yesterday. I didn't stay up all night because I don't even have to count that high because Montgomery's win totals were so low. And one season, we almost have the equivalent of Scotty Montgomery here. <laughs> With the win totals of eight in one year, where in three years we only had nine. And didn't play and did not play Connecticut. Yeah, we haven't played Connecticut. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Matt. That was three three of his wins. (laughs) Three of his, a third of his wins are Connecticut. So, um, you know, let me tell you this 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 is an interesting fact when we're bringing up Scotty Montgomery as we're playing a Power Five team, an ACC team. This is something. This is something Mike Houston has not done, despite Scotty Montgomery sucking pond water, and Mike Houston doing a solid job taking us to a bowl. Scotty Montgomery had two wins over Power Five schools, uh, ACC schools, and uh, so far Coach Houston doesn't have any. So this is a chance for Coach Houston to get a win over an ACC school, uh, which is always important to Pirate Nation. So uh, this is something else he can add to his resume, and uh, that'll eventually take care of itself. He'll surpass those two. Power five wins that that Houston has, or excuse me, that Montgomery has, but he can he can go ahead and cut it in half if we can beat BC the, the, in the bowl game. I was about to say this week. Well, I'll tell you what. I, I mean, it, we we beat NC State, and the state kicker missed like four field goals, and the, that North Carolina team at eighteen, it was great to beat them because we beat them three straight. Another team that won't play us. They were um, missing uh, how many players that game? Uh, I think eight. <laughs> yeah, they were suspended, and, um, and then their uh, best running back got made a out. dirty, dirty play on a kickoff return, target. and uh, yeah, targeting got kicked out of the game. I often wonder what if that game would have been different had he not got kicked out. I'm glad he got kicked out, <laughs> but uh, nonetheless, it's still a win. I, I don't look. We're not gonna we're not gonna uh, give them ifs and buts. We we beat the Tar Heels ass that day. So there you <laughs> there you but, go. Uh, I, uh, I love the. I'm sure. I'm sure that's more motivation. Um, to beat a Power Five school, to beat an ACC school. I'm sure that's something. Another thing, you know. You know, Holt Naylor's knows our uh, knows our history against ACC opponents, and I'm sure that's a notch he wants to have in his cap, and something to, to make this season even more special is to beat an ACC school in a bowl game. How about the fact that we have uh, yesterday? We found out 
that Holton is coming back. I'm very happy about that. And, yeah, um, me too. you know, the, uh, I just, I'll say this. I'm not, let me, um, on social media last night, I think there was some, um, for, from former players, I was disappointed by their reaction. And I'll just say that. And I'll tell you this. What was said? Um, um, I just feel like that. I'll just say this. I'm not anti in the former players because we have two right on the show right now. We have always given, since day one, we have always given props to the former players. We've always said, you're always welcome on this show, that you, uh, you the blood, the sweat, the tears, you put on the purple and gold jersey, you're always going to be on the show. So I have the mucho respect for anybody that did that for my school, number one. What I'm upset about is uh, literally, um, and I don't want to get off on a tangent on this, I just want to bring this up real fast, Um I think that a lot of the criticism that Holton Naylor's has gotten um, has been unfair. And I think that I am not, for the record, I am not anti-Mason Garcia. Um, and I'm not making fun of Mason Garcia. I'm just trying to tell you guys that Holton Naylor's was starting for a reason. Um, and not all this has excuses, but I just want to let everybody know that I believe, I believe Mason Garcia is going to stay because he knows. Look, check this out, guys. You have Holt Nailers. You can keep learning your craft while you have Holt Nailers out there, right? And guess what? We're going to be even better in 22. He'll get the keys in 22. Well, what was said, Dave? You brought it up. What what, what was said? I mean, and by whom? Former players, I'm not going to call them out because they're friends of the show. Well, if they said it on social media, then, then they called themselves out. Well, the basic, the basic gist of it, is they're disappointed that Holton is coming back. I think that's totally – Well, yeah, that's what you want. That's what you want, an unproven quarterback to start against NC State. When you're you opening the season against NC you State, that? that's what you want. You see that right there? You see my elbow? You going like, to dust your rosin? Yeah. Most, most everybody's got an elbow. You know, it's kind of like opinions. Yeah. So, so look here. I, I like winning. I like doing whatever's the best to give the Pirates a chance to win. And exactly. if that means – see, what we did Co – Coach Dyes there, we, we bought into a whole system of everyone's important. Everyone is as important as anyone else on the team. It's those scout team guys. It's those guys that are walk-ons that are never going to see the field. It's those players that practice and are with you every day. And, you know, if you're a pirate, uh, you know, you're special. And especially these pirates that have hung in here through these past few years and, and are now getting ready to reap some of the rewards. Oh my look, uh we can't have too many good pirates. And uh, I'm all for uh anybody that wants to be here because we have too many people talking about not being here. And well, then yeah, don't exactly. be here. If you don't yeah. want to be here, don't be here, leave. And, and I'm all for people that want to be here. Yeah, yeah, nobody has said Mason. Mason hasn't said he's leaving, and it's right. just speculation on this part that he's going to leave. <laughs> uh, I saw, I saw, I saw yeah. what Bubba just put up there that uh, what, what was said that you know uh, I, I don't it look it like it's like Terry said everybody's entitled to their opinion. I, I don't I don't know um, what they you know what they've seen out of Holton over the last half of the season that makes them think he's not a good quarterback. Um, Holton's played excellent <laughs> football the second half of the season. Um, I mean, we've had a banged up O line. Um, Holton, I won't say too much, but Holton's not been a hundred percent physically. 
And that's all I'm yeah. going to say about that. So keep that in mind. And let me just and, say this too. Yeah, I just want <laughs> to add to what you say, Kyle. The very fact that he's a pirate, why are we – this is the thing that drives me crazy with the – it's like that under the – I'll just say this. The people that are making comments, the former players, I would just say one thing. You love Mo, okay? You want to get your ass kicked 64 to 17, then love Scotty Montgomery, and you go wherever <laughs> Scotty Montgomery's going. All I know is I'm a real pirate. Scotty Montgomery was not a real pirate. You know why? He's not at the school anymore. And guess what? I'm going to die a pirate. I'm going to die a pirate. And it just pisses me off. I would have well, said, no, no, yeah, I, I agree with you, Dave. You know, I don't want to be trying to get you're trying to make the Mo era better. We got our ass kicked every single week. Well, every look, week. now now it's not the time to be divisive, but I agree with what you're saying 100. percent I'm just saying, if, join if, the team. We're winning now. Why are yeah, you saying if you that? Got, if you got people that are still hung up on Montgomery, then there's probably something really wrong with them. Um, and uh, anyway, uh, Matt, you, you you're a former player. Are you glad uh, Holton's staying? Oh, absolutely. You know, I've said all along, and I've been very, very consistent about it. There were points earlier in the season that I was a little frustrated with the quarterback play. And my frustration with Holton at that time, first of all, he is a great kid. I think we all know that. He represents East Carolina fantastic. Great ambassador for the program. My frustrations with Holton, Holton were when he was not running the football that would frustrate me because he's an athletic kid and I see him as a more of a dual threat. So when he wasn't being aggressive running the ball, I was, I was a little frustrated at times, but what I saw as the season progressed, I saw, and I don't know if it was his health or his, just his mindset. The last four or five games, he really started to be more aggressive running the ball. When the pocket collapsed, he would go make plays with his feet. That Holton, I think is a great college quarterback and you can win with him. And personally, I'm very happy he's coming back because if he plays like that, he is a very effective college quarterback. So I don't get the hate. I really don't. I don't get that kind of thing. The backup quarterback is always the most popular guy in the room. You know, (laughs) I mean, it's, it's always that way. So I don't get that kind of hate. Um, I'm what I'm hoping is Holton has found out he's discovered like, who he needs to be in this system, and it just continues to carry over. Well, yeah, I think it will. We're going to be playing. We're going to be playing in a conference championship game, and I want those people next year man up. All the people on social media, uh, the players, come on the show next year and tell us we'd be better off when we're going to be playing in a conference championship. Cincinnati has thirty six seniors; they can't bring those people back anymore. All those guys, all the great people. That's great what they're doing this year, but they can't come back next year. And we're going to have the next two years, you can mark my words right here, we're going to have great teams because those young kids that we took our lumps with, Houston in 19, it's going to pay off in 22 and 23. Just watch. Yeah, I think uh, I think we have an opportunity next year. And this year's not over with. I want to win a bowl game. But I think we have an opportunity next year to, to compete for a conference championship. It's a very, it's a very tough schedule next year, non-conference. You got NC State. You got Old Dominion, who people might snub their nose at, but they went to a bowl this year under first-year head coach Ricky Ronnie. Um, second year, technically, but they didn't play last year. Uh, so uh, Old Dominion's going to be a tough out. NC State's always tough. Uh, then we got BYU at Provo. Uh, so you got three very tough non-conference games, plus the conference schedule. So, yeah, I'm excited to have an experienced returning quarterback coming back, and I hope Mason stays. Um, I really do. I want Mason to stay. I, I think 
physically, he's a hell of an athlete. He's got a big arm. Um, as he learns the, the, the here's the thing, I, you know, and I could be wrong, but I don't think Mason's going to walk into many situations next year at the FBS level. There are some where just his sheer talent, he would walk in and be the starting quarterback. Um, but you probably don't want to go play in those situations. So I, I don't know how many places Mason's going to walk into next year where he's going to be the starting quarterback. If he stays here, plays something behind Holton for one more year, I believe he still has three years of eligibility left. That's correct. At, with uh, with this um, because he got COVID, the COVID year. Yeah. So I mean, hopefully he'll stay. If he transfers, he transfers. But I'll say it again: the transfer portal works both ways. And there's a lot of kids that go to Power Five schools that are highly recruited quarterbacks. Uh, and don't get to play, and those kids are looking for somewhere to transfer also. So the quarterback the quarterback position is, is one position that you can easily go grab somebody else from the transfer portal. So I um I hope I hope Mason stays. I'm glad Holton is staying, and uh, hopefully Holton will lead us to a bowl victory against Boston College, um in a in a couple weeks. Hey, by the way, this is a history lesson for those of us that are. Uh, especially the Brandon Shapiro's uh, and Terry, maybe you can help us out on this question, but Mark Calloway says, do y'all know why Pat Dye left? I do. <laughs> All right, go ahead. No, I, I, let me hear what, what y'all think. Well, uh, he, he, he left here to Wyoming, right? He didn't go What's straight that? to Auburn, correct? What's that? He left here and went to Wyoming, correct? Well, he left here. He resigned here without a job. Um, he didn't have a job when he resigned. Leo, here, Leo, Leo my guess is Mike, did Leo leave before he did? What does uh, I can't read what they're saying. What, is, what are they saying? This was well, Bubba that was Bubba. because he didn't get along with the administration, is what I heard. So he he really left. Then Wyoming hired him, spent a year there, and then Auburn came. Yeah, well, that's what I was just asking. Did Leo leave before Pat did? Uh, yeah, Leo, uh, well, what it was, was, uh, AD, uh, uh, the, uh, also chancellor, we had a change in chancellors, but, uh, AD wise, we had, a a, a new AD came in. Uh, when I first got here, Clarence Stasevich was the AD and okay. he died. As a matter of fact, I believe the, we, we beat Carolina in 75. That's correct. And, uh. The next AD and Coach Die had a had a issue, and I'm not real. This is, I mean, I Coach Die. I know from him what happened, and so I'm not real sure. I want to get into all that specifics, but uh, you know, it was an issue that Coach Die told him. If it happened, he was resigning, and it happened, and he resigned. He so it's pretty simple. And uh, he didn't have a job uh, at the time. And then Wyoming, he went out there. You know, Bill uh, Lewis had been at Wyoming. You know, he was a head coach at Wyoming. Wyoming had a history at that time of being a stopover. And uh, Coach Dow went out there, and uh, <laughs> the story was that when he went out there that uh, guys came back and talked about how high the hills were around Laramie, you know, where the school was and all, and uh, or wherever the school's at. And, uh, Laramie. Yeah, and said uh, that spring after the 
Snow melted. There wasn't no hills. <laughs> Hi, uh... <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, it was not a, a great, but anyway, everything worked out beautifully for every, everyone involved. But, uh, uh, First thing Ed Emery did when he got here was fire me. So I'm <laughs> yeah, you were on the staff then, correct? Yeah, uh, I was a uh, undergraduate assistant. <laughs> okay. and, and Ed Emery, Ed Emery had his moments too. The '83 team was great, but we we have a we have a we have a bad history of ads coming in and running off coaches. Uh, well, and needless to say, uh, yeah. what what it was is Coach Dye. When, you know, he was a man of principle and said. Basically, if this happens, and it did, and uh, it involved a player transfer to an in-state school, I thought and that, uh, that school we opened with in 79, and that player transferred after the 78 season and uh, after spring training. And uh, when he – and so he – Coach Dye didn't want him to be eligible right away, and the uh, AD – well, I allowed that to happen. And uh, so Coach Dye said, uh, you know. Hey, Terry, that's here's, it. here's Mark's take on the situation. He said that Coach Dye took out a $30,000, took out $30,000 from a bank in Greenville to send his recruiters out. And then Carr, the AD, didn't want to reimburse him. <laughs> Could have been that too. I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot of things, you know. But uh, I just know one thing, that everything worked out pretty good for him. And uh, the last thing, I talked to him not long before he passed away, and last thing he said to me was tell them people up there how much I love them. And uh, he and his staff at that time always have said great things about East Carolina and how much fun it was working here, coaching here. Hey, guys. And Coach Dye didn't have no plans to leave. But uh, it happened. So that's college coaching. And it's, you know, worse today, like I say. So but I, I don't. I don't. That's possible. That is possible. It is possible because, um, oh, there you go. Thank you, uh, Bubba. Per Stephen Igo, Hoist the Colors, East Carolina offers Rutgers transfer uh, um, offensive tackle Brendan Border. And Border, 6'5, 300 pounds. Had 32 offers, including West Virginia, BC. How about that? Cincinnati, <laughs> Illinois, Iowa State, UK, Indiana, Syracuse, UCF, uh, Wake Forest, etc. So 30 over 30. Was that 30 offers? 32 offers. Now, had meeting coming out of high school, or is that is that what we're saying here? Yeah, yeah. He had him, had him coming out of high school before he went to Rutgers, and now uh, he's transferring out of Rutgers, and, okay. and we're offering him. Um, so uh, that's good. That that would be quality offensive uh, line help. Um, where's he from? Uh, where, where, where's he a native of, Bubba? If you can find that information. Um, so that, yeah. that that would be help for the O line. He's right. B pace is right. Uh, your old point tonight. Garcia's la last year did not count because of the red shirt. Red shirt. Yeah, he has four years left. Uh, right. Um, so after next year, sitting behind. Sitting behind um, Holton, he would have three years left to play. So if he comes back next year, he'll sit behind Holton, yeah, and he'll have three years left to play after that. So he 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 would still have a lot of time left. Or Terry, you all right? <laughs> I, 
I'm just getting mind boggled by all these years these guys are going to have. <laughs> well, they're, they're following your lead. It's a professional league now. But uh, you, you look at uh, Wake Forest. How many uh, seniors did Wake Forest? I mean, a lot of these teams are like that. And uh, we, are, we are fixing to have a, a gold mine. Because for one thing, we have a full 85 players on uh, scholarship for a change. <laughs> Bubba's, yep. saying, Bubba's saying he's going to be a true sophomore next year, which means he will only have two years left. So. No, if he was a true sophomore next year, have three years, but he have two years after that. After, yeah, yeah after last right. year doesn't count. You know, it's funny. I said this last year, and and somebody almost ran me off one of the message boards. But in some crazy way, COVID was one of the best things to happen to ECU football. To, yeah. to, to the group of five, basically. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it really. If you're if you were a team who was young, Bills, that Bills players. Right, yeah, a younger yeah. team. It was really beneficial to. Sure. We haven't had consistency here in so long with with the coaching staff. Um, you know, we were going through coaches like uh, somebody shuffling cards because you know we had offensive linemen had four different coaches in four years. Yeah, defensive so line. Every you position. can't you can't develop players that way, and uh, that's how you win here. Guys, I'm telling you right now, I, mm-hmm. I firmly believe people are um, – and we have people that are – other media outlets that are – I use that term loosely – that are reporting about that people are talking to Houston still and all this stuff. Let me tell you something. Houston is going to build this program up as his term, unfinished business. He's going to build this up to heights we've never seen before. That's when you need to worry. But guess what? Well, some, some, media outlets, some media outlets were reporting earlier this week that – Louisiana Lafayette was yeah. <laughs> my sister. What? And you see how well that worked out, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> the premier podcast. But um, can you imagine? Can premier you imagine podcast. reporting that Louisiana Lafayette was was in talks with Mike Houston? They were interviewing him. That you reported that, that you saw that you saw that as a grown adult male took it seriously and reported it. That you, you you believe that? Think about think about how how your brain has to develop a thought process, and then you saw Louisiana Lafayette's interviewing Mike Houston. Well, that's real news. Let me report that. I mean, your your brain may not be fully formed if you report that as real news. <laughs> <laughs> Look. So yeah. anyway, my my point is is that Houston is going to stay here. And I've said all along, this this cat, the coach we have now, is going to take us to at least a New Year's Six Bowl. I really believe that. Uh, I, I believe we're going to win conference championships because I trust what the guy says. He's not going to come here and and win the press conference and say all the right things. Uh, Houston has a reputation before he came to East Carolina, so he's not here to prove anything. And as far as, like, on to his <coughs> he actually – can do very, very well here, guys. And guess what? With Cincinnati knocking down the door, like we saw today, we could be – we always should be striving that we were going to be in the CFP someday, right? And uh, first things first, we've got to have more than the seven wins, obviously. Uh, we want to have a conference championship. But first things first, even before that, we're still playing for eight wins and to win a bowl game. How about that, guys, to win a bowl game? We haven't won a bowl game – you have to go all the way back to 2013, the last time we won a bowl game. 
think about that. Yeah, it's been a while since we uh, won the uh, Beef Up Raiders Bowl, now known as the Gasparilla Bowl. Um, yeah, so, no, it's – and hey, here's something for you. The last time we won a bowl game against a Power 5 opponent was uh, in 2000 against uh, against Texas Tech. So, uh, the last time we won a bowl game against a Power 5 opponent was 21 years ago before most of our players were even born. So, uh, they have a chance to do something. And something else I pointed out, in the last 30 years, we've had 11 seasons where we've won eight games or more. 11 seasons in 30 years. That means we have 19 seasons where we haven't won eight games or more. So we have a chance to do something else special if we can win this ball, win eight games. And, you know, you look at that that time span, we had the two, I'll call them woulda, shoulda, coulda games where we, yeah. we had Arkansas beat, we had Kentucky beat. In those yeah. bowl games, those were two of the most painful losses. I, I can Arkansas, Arkansas, really. Oh, I love Arkansas. Ooh, that really hurt. Yes, sir. Because that's when Petrina, Petrina was there, wasn't he? Or, yeah, he was. He was. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Talk about a job hopper for a coach. Well, he, he just, uh, well, I don't know he wanted to hop from Arkansas. I think they kind of, I think they kind of made him hop, but, uh, well, they had no respect. For us, none whatsoever. Yeah. Hey, guys. Yeah. So, um, looking up, we're, we're going to, by the way, want to tell our fans we appreciate you very much for listening and watching. Um, we're going to have continuous bowl coverage all between now through game day. So, uh, keep it right here. Go to YouTube, by the way. If you're just joining us, we have uh, the, I was going to say Liberty Bowl because you guys were talking about Liberty Bowl and Liberty Bowls uh, here in the message stuff with them um, here on social media. But the very fact that for the military bowl, you can go and see the press conference for tonight. It was at seven o'clock Eastern, and you can simply go there and check that out. Captain Buck, are you going to bed? That's my dog. Oh, okay. See my dog. He's been he's he's snoring over here. So, quick quick, quick yeah. question before we sort of wrap this up. Um, yep. uh, we'll go around the horn. Uh, what what other bowl game are you looking forward to? Um, there's there I, there's some good matchups. I think. Uh, I think UCF and Florida and the Gasparilla Bowl is a lot of fun to see UCF take on the Gators. I think uh, I think um, Marshall in Western Kentucky. I don't even remember which bowl that is. Bubba, help me out. Which bowl is Marshall in Western Kentucky? Uh, it's it, not Marshall that, in Western Kentucky. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Western Kentucky and App State. Yeah, I, I was. I was. They're interchangeable to me in my mind because I like. You know, the reason, and I mean, the reason that you thought that is because they just. They just played um, well, in the regular season for the for the for the division title, right? And I and Marshall and App State are two schools I respect. So that's the Marshall Western Kentucky and App State is the game I'm trying to say. And uh, <laughs> what, what, what bowl is that? Is that Mobile? Is Boca Boca Raton? Okay, that uh, that's going to be a fun bowl. If you want to watch a high scoring shootout ball game, uh, and I know App can play some defense. But uh, that that has the potential to be a shootout, guys. I'm going. I'm actually going to. I have to say, um, I'm actually Houston, going Auburn. To be- yeah, in in in, in Birmingham, Richard. Uh, that's a good one. Um, it'd be nice to see if Houston can uh can take out Auburn. Um, I uh, Auburn can play defense. That's an interesting ball game. It is in Birmingham. I'm going to go to the Myrtle Beach Bowl. So Tulsa and Old Dominion, guys. I think that'll be a good matchup. Um. Not the most exciting matchup there, but you're going. Um, it could be a close game though. Um, and Tulsa, and have, yeah, I'll put it out there, Pirate Nation. 
just pray. I need to have some uh, good vibes, good thoughts. I'm trying really hard to get December 27th. I need that date off. So if you call my boss and put a good word and say, give the guy the day off. He's been waiting a million years to see his team at school in a bowl game. Like I just need one day off, so and I only have I'll like you, I'll call your boss and get, I'll call your boss and get your day and get you that day off, Dave. Hey, you remember? Hey, you it also gives you a lot of other days off too. Every, every day after that, yeah, <laughs> you find another job. Kyle's gonna give me a point of vacation. Hey, Kyle, you remember Ferris Bueller's Day Off? You can be like Cameron. You can be like Cameron and call and and uh. Had Rooney. I want Sloan Peterson out in front of the school by herself. On second thought, I want you out there with her. <laughs> there you go. So, Dave Richmond, it's day off. I need that day off, and I uh, love that. But I took off time for the Myrtle Beach Bowl, um, hoping the Pirates would get in the Myrtle Beach Bowl. I had to pick. Uh, you know, you roll the dice. You don't know where we're going. And so I have the time off for Myrtle Beach and not for military. So, um, But anyway, I'm going to see that matchup, and that, that'll be fun. And hopefully – Yeah, it should be a high-scoring game. I, I, Old Dominion was playing really well at the end of the year. Tulsa, it's kind of been consistently mediocre all year, um, if that makes any sense. Uh, I, that'll probably be a pretty close game, Dave, in all honesty. Three <laughs> uh, Dave Richmond. There you go. Thank you, B-Pace. He's a, he's a true friend. We've known each other for a long time. I hey, appreciate you, man, for that. Speaking of Pays, um, Pays read my mind. Um, this <clears throat> this show has featured a lot of talk about Liberty Bowls because of the four that we've played in and some of those memories. But uh, how about this year's matchup? You have Mike Leach in Mississippi State uh, facing off against his former school, Texas Tech. So we fired him. There's some uh, interesting fireworks there. On who, who, who is coaching Texas Tech in that bowl game? Because uh, uh, is it – Who's who's doing the coaching for? Because their their OC is now the head coach at Louisiana. Yeah, Sonny, uh, do you, do you know who's Louisiana Tech. Yeah, Sonny, Sonny Cumbie, former quarterback. Yes, they, yeah, Louisiana Tech. That's right. But uh, they um, they hired Joey. Um, gosh, what's his last name from from Baylor? Former high school coach, and now uh, I mean he had been at Baylor under Matt Rule as well as uh, Coach Randy. Right, but he he's not coaching them in the bowl game. Right, so I, I'm not sure who the interim is. Okay, because Cumbie's moved on. Uh, I got a feeling Mississippi State's going to, with Texas taking the situation they're in, coaching wise, it's amazing they made a bowl game. First of all, uh, I think Mississippi State will probably roll. And as far as Mississippi State, well, State concerned, concerned, this, was, this was just a couple of people. But uh, after you know Dan Mullen having been let go by Florida. And he had Mississippi State to number one in the country for a week or two. So when that egg bowl didn't go the way of Mississippi State, <laughs> they said a few folks there at uh, Davis Wade Stadium, whatever there in uh, Starkville, was uh, or they were hollering to to bring back Mullen. <laughs> well, you know they they've gone through they they they, they I mean I will ask we'll ask your question in a minute, Richard. Um. Mississippi State, you talk about a place that's, that's been mediocre for a long time. They they didn't like Dan Mullen. He ended up leaving for Florida. Then they hired Joe Moorhead. Joe Moorhead has an eight-win season and a six-win season, and they fire him. Uh, now Mike Leach is there. Mike Leach has done no better than Joe Moorhead. Uh, I mean, it's it, it, and now they want to get rid of Leach. And it's Mississippi State, you, you, your program historically is, is dog crap. So you, you've been relevant here lately in the SEC. Thank God for thank God for baseball, right? 
let, let somebody let somebody stay there a while and 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 build something. But to answer your question, Richard, uh, I don't know if we're gonna have an official tailgate. I'm gonna be there. Bubba's gonna be there. Uh, Matt's gonna be there. Dave's gonna try to be there. I don't think Terry's going. Uh, we'll try to do something. Um, as far as uh, Bubba, did you get a did you get a parking pass for for uh for Navy? Did your dad get a parking pass? Not sure about that. I know when we went to the Navy game here a couple weeks ago, we parked at the elementary school. I, I want to say it's Germantown Elementary School, something like that. But um, I don't know if we'll park there again. I, I I believe my dad may have got a parking pass. I need to check with him about hey. that. I know he placed the order for the the tickets through the ECU ticket office, and he did that maybe Thursday or Friday. Bubba earlier uh, was accused of bringing bush lights. So Brian Pace, B Pace said he'll be there. He's going to bring better beer. So no, my dad, right. would be the, my dad would be the one uh, Pace bringing the bush light. He'd be, Pace, he'd yeah. be bringing the bush, bush light and uh, high life. Keystone? Uh, We're going to bring a, Keystone? Every kind of uh, cheap beer. He's not a beer connoisseur like Bubba who enjoys a Michelob Ultra. Uh, 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 pays. Yeah, let's 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 uh, if we tailgate. Let's get yeah, some good up. beer, and I and I, I'll bring some Crown and some Jim, and uh, and uh, maybe maybe a little um, maybe a little Yingling Hershey. Uh, they got they got a Hershey Ooh. Porter out now that I want to try. Hey, Matt, Matt, I put you in charge of uh, find us a sports bar that we can have. Uh, even if I can drive up on the twenty sixth. I'm that desperate where we can have a show. We could do like a Modelo and Stella, okay. Like live from a sports bar. That would be kind of cool. Yeah, we do a show from the yeah, we got we uh promote the heck out of that sports bar. So uh you're 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 the party or the bunch. I like I said, um <laughs> the the Ooh. guy that could do he could do keg stands better than anybody. It's Matt Semenza, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if that's true, but for the record, I don't know if that's now, true. I just made that up. Yeah, we'll but, go with it. We'll go with it. All right, so it's good for your reputation, right, Matt? For I'll tell people. you what, as far as the sports objective tailgate goes, if, if Bubba's dad got a parking pass, I got a parking pass, and Semenza by a parking pass, if we can all get together and park in the same area, if we all three have parking passes, theoretically we can, then, yeah, we'll have a default uh, sports tailgate. Do it live from the graduate P pays. You've got We're not staying at the graduate pays. Uh, none of us are. Um I know that, that, you, that a lot of people are. Uh, the Military Bowl website was offering discounted rooms at the graduate. They're all booked up. Uh, we're, none of us are staying at the graduate. Um, I, I know. I know. Igo is planning something at the graduate. Um, so uh, I don't know the. I don't know their sports bar situation. Is it open to people that aren't staying there? Uh, pays. The, I'm sure it is. If they have a bar, you, you don't have to stay at the graduate to go to the bar. I'm assuming. <laughs> we can still do it from the lobby. These are things people want to know. Well, they, they actually are. They actually are, Terry. <laughs> You're because, right. I mean, these I mean, are important the, details. For, these are pirates we're talking about. Exactly. The trophy room. All, all we want is a shot. That's all, we, that's hey. all we've ever asked for is a shot. Uh, <laughs> crown, Jim Beam, or just Jack a Dan, shot. Give us a shot at, the, at college football <laughs> playoff. Just a shot. That's all we've ever asked for. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We're going to. I tell you what, guys, I'm very excited. I promise um, as we go on, we'll be able to break down these bowls for you and uh, do that, including our own. Again, December 27th at 2.30 in Annapolis, Maryland. Uh, guys, one of the things I want to know is um, maybe you guys can help, and I'll ask our great listeners and viewers, what about the 
Naval Academy like tours. I know we've had uh, Pirate Nation is going up there, and they've got yeah. Tours. Bubba, you've done that years ago. Um, I, I don't know. You know, I think most folks are getting there on the 26th because obviously Christmas being on the 25th. You ain't going to have a lot of time to do that unless you stay after like the 28th, 29th, 30th. But yeah, you you can tour the Academy. I do know those are available. I don't know with COVID restrictions how, how, many, how much inside you can go in. But I do know tours of the Academy are available. Um, there's also going to be a um, Military Bowl street festival. I think it's really stupid that they're doing it from 11 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. on the 26th because I don't think most people will be there by 11 a.m. on the 26th. I think you're going to have most people traveling up on the 26th. Uh, but from 11 a.m. to 3.30 p.m., there will be a Military Bowl Festival in downtown Annapolis. There's going to be an official Military Bowl beer and wine crawl uh, to different uh, breweries and wineries on the night of the on the night of the 26th. Um, there, 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 meet y'all at the crawl. There will be a uh, there will be a military ball parade the morning of the twenty seventh, I believe, starting at ten a.m. And then in the blue lot, in the blue lot of the uh, of the uh, of Navy Marine Corps Stadium, there will be a tailgate festival, the official military ball tailgate festival on game day. Some that that uh, that parade there is having seizures, the the Chiron there with the parade. But uh, the um the twenty seventh, there's going to be a a um. A tailgate festival uh, in the Blue Lot in Navy Marine Corps Stadium um, that's going to have live music. There will be food trucks, et cetera, from local restaurants. Um, and there will be military displays, tanks, and things like that. Um, so uh, that'll be in the Blue Lot. And that's free to anybody going to the game except for the food and beverages. I know they have a guys the military bowl. I have to check it out after we. Um, I haven't had. We're doing a show right now, but Craig mentioned earlier in the show. Let me bring that back up too. Um, they have an app, and um, in fact, he said that Kylie sent you a tweet that the app has bus information to tours to DC. Oh, really? The military bowl has an app in there. Okay, that is something that I was wondering about. My wife is interested. I almost forgot in- to do that for you. Yeah, and a tour of D.C., that is something my wife's very interested in. We'd probably have to do that on the 28th. Um, but uh, that is something I'll definitely look into because that's something she wants to do. And I can guarantee you one thing. I am not riding with Jessica as she drives around D.C. So uh, <laughs> there better be a bus tour. thing about D.C. is there's nowhere to park. So it's yeah. like it is awful for parking. And then... I think they're doing that on purpose so they can like tow a lot of vehicles, make money, or give you a lot of tickets. But there's, uh, I'm a wrong guys. People that've been to DC, there's nowhere to park there, so it's like I don't even know yeah, why I and, have a vehicle there because there's nowhere to park. And and a friend of mine advised me do not park in the public lots and get on the transit in DC. Um, they said uh, if you're going to take transit in DC, she suggested Ubering to you. You can take the train right outside of Annapolis to DC. So if that's something you want to do. She suggested Ubering to it and then getting on the train that those public lots in the D.C. area. And I know Annapolis is a nicer area, but uh, you, you might not come back with all your wheels. <laughs> um, so, uh, I, uh, you know, um, but looking forward to the trip and everything surrounding it. And uh, Richard Allsbrook says, is that Western Grill Annapolis.com? So, uh, what, what is that? What, what is that, Richard? A West End, I'm sorry. 
Thank you, Bubba. What is that? Is that, is that a, a, a spot you're suggesting for us to do a show from? A sports bar? Um, I guess I've never... <clears throat> I've never been there. I've always wanted to go to Naples. Bobby, you've been to Annapolis a few times. Any any yes. suggestions on spots to go eat or anything? Anybody really that is both, so far. Okay. both the times that I that I went uh, were were very quick trips, uh, extremely quick trip. I mean, going up on game day in 2006, and then this year we did go up the night before, but we stayed in Bowie, Maryland, uh, which is about 20 25 minutes away. So, uh, really did not get an opportunity to uh, you know, check out the academy on on game day the way I wanted to. So I hope to um, when we go up on the 26th or the, maybe in the morning on the 27th. Yeah, I, uh, I yeah, there's there, there's a uh, there, there's a lot of I do know, you know, I've been to Baltimore and I, and I know the reputation for Annapolis, a lot of good seafood, uh, crab cakes, crab legs, Maryland's known for their blue crab. Um, Take the DC red bus. Take the DC circulator red bus okay. when you go to DC. One dollar off, and you can see all the tourist stuff. Okay, all right. I, uh, but a lot, a lot of good seafood around uh, uh, around the Annapolis area. Uh, thank you, Mark, for tuning in tonight. And uh, he says, go to the seafood house downtown exactly. Annapolis and okay. see why they don't have any crabs in North Carolina <laughs> because everything is great in Maryland, right? I mean, they're, that's what they're known for. So, <laughs> uh, if I do get a chance to go, I'm definitely going to be ta taking, uh, I love seafood, so the crabs are... Well, there's one thing I can guarantee all you boys. When you go to Annapolis, you're going to get crabs. There you go. Wait a minute. Don't they have great crabs in Greenville? <laughs> you, you can get crabs in Greenville. That's for damn sure. Depends on where you stay. Put put that back up by uh put put that what did Paige just say? Is that Chicken Roofs has the best Chicken Roofs? Uh, chicken Chicken Roofs is a uh, is a well known deli. Uh, I know about this place. It's a well known deli in Annapolis. The Man vs Food did an episode from there. Um, they're known for their crab cakes. They're known for their burgers or sandwiches. They have several food challenges. Matt, uh, you can you can you can drink a six pound milkshake. Uh, at Chicken Roofs. Um, they have a Reuben challenge. I think it's a two-pound Reuben. Uh, so there's several different challenges you can do there and uh, also have a great cab, crab cakes. I'm a, I'm a sucker for a Reuben, so you might see my fat ass doing the two-pound Reuben challenge. What about you, Matt? <laughs> you can do a challenge. I'll, just I'll make sure you let me know if that's going to happen, Kyle, so I can get video of it. it two-pound Reuben? All right. I'll let you know. Hey, put it on our YouTube and uh, it'd be channel. like John Candy in the um, the Great Outdoors where he ate the old ninety sixer. Oh yeah, exactly. B Pays he'll film it and then we can put it up on YouTube, baby. Make sure you subscribe. There you go, Pays. We'll tag team it. We'll have um, you know, we'll have different angles. We'll have yeah. Tag team it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> back to getting crabs. Um, I uh, <laughs> I uh, no, I'm seriously all all folks. It's okay. It's yeah, after dark. Yeah, I uh, no, looking forward to the trip, and that is a place. Yeah, the, 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 uh, uh, Paige mentioned that Chick Chicken Roofs Deli is is world famous. So, all right, you guys have anything before we go? Great to have you back on Captain Bunk. I know you've been doing family duty, so um, yeah, every day is an adventure right now in Wilmington. But we're so happy to have you. We had to have you on tonight 
And thank you for Terry. Calling. Are you going to be able to make the bowl, or or uh, family duty is going to keep you from uh, uh, things? Are, like I say, right now things are uh, they're no better, but they're slowly getting. You know, it's one of them situations where we just have to be around here all the time. Okay. But that's the way life is. Sometimes you do what you got to do. That's right. You do what you we're do pirates, together. baby. Look here, we 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 win. That's what we do. We win. I don't care what it is. We win. That's right. And I'm glad we have the Pirates back. I don't know what mascot we were before 2016 to 18, but we were not Pirates. That's Good to meet you, Matt. Hey, great to meet you too, Terry. Right. I'll talk to you soon. Another time, yeah. Be great. All right, B-Pay says they're also offer golf carts. It will take you from the Annapolis hotels to the stadium. How about that? They have golf carts that will take you from the hotels. To the stadium. There you go. I, I, that cool. is extremely odd. Um, I we're, we're the, the uh, Pays, if, if you're familiar with Annapolis, the hotel we're staying at is on. Is it Riviera Road? I think a lot of hotels are on that road. It looks like it's pretty close to the stadium. Um, so uh, I don't know. Uh, I, we we bought a parking pass. First thing Jessica said when I told her we bought a parking pass is, "Can we just take an Uber?" I said, "Well, yeah, I guess we could." You know, I've thrown away $40 before and not used it, so it would be nothing new. <laughs> there you go. All right, you guys have anything before we go? I know we've kept bunk. We kept you up tonight. You've stayed. Well, I'm proud of you, man. I'm, I'm here regardless. He said, so, which uh, hotel? He oh, says, well, 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 Paige, being I'm a classy fellow. Um, yeah, River, River, River Riviera Road. Paige, being I'm a classy fellow. Um I uh, and I, I'm I'm staying at the Holiday Inn Express because I don't like paying a lot for rooms. And also, I think it'd be really great during the game when I'm when I'm criticizing things. I can go, you know, I'm no expert, but I did say yeah. the Holiday Inn Express last night. That's right, sitting up there with all the other coaches <laughs> in the coaching right. section. Matt, do you have anything before we go, bud? Hey, Boston College is officially on the clock, and there you uh, like go. I said, I'm excited for the matchup and. Uh, Let's get it done. All right. B-Pace says you're not too far from the stadium, Kyle. So, there you go. You don't need an Uber, Jessica. You don't. All need right. We'll just take the golf cart. We'll just there take them. And we'll just, we'll just, I'll tell Jessica that. If, she, uh, if she's going to be cold as crap already from sitting out of the uh, game, I'll say, and guess what, baby? We're going to get to ride a golf cart. Back to stuff. We might see, uh, and it might be a game time decision where Terry and I could come up for the game really quick and come back, we might be able to pull that off, Terry. Road trip, what do you think? Hey, you never know. That's right. Game. It's an audible at the line. Omaha. We'll be doing that. Uh, Bubba, <laughs> do you have anything before we go, my friend? Uh, Dave, just, why don't you just call in sick that morning and tell him you have the diarrhea? <laughs> <laughs> oh, just well. make sure you um, get those tickets. Uh, as of Wednesday, December 1st, and we had sold um, – little over 2,500 through the ECU office. Obviously, um, a lot of folks have gone through the military bowl as well as, um, and also other outlets out there, but um, you know, try to get them through ECU if you can, if they can meet your needs on uh, 1-800-ECU or ecupirates.com. And uh, by the way, B-Pace says he's going to steal the golf cart. Um, he'll pick you up there, Kyle. So, He's going to steal the golf cart? All right. Well, that's, that's that's, <laughs> all right. Does that sound great? So he'll come pick yeah. uh, you and Jessica up. So that 
On a stolen golf cart. All right. Well, cool. That's uh, well, you know, I did spend a lot of time in Kinston, and I'm still in the Kinston area. That seems like a very Kinston thing to do. So, <laughs> not the chef and the farmer, but uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, guys, I'm so excited, pumped up, ready for it, and um, appreciate you guys so much, and uh, appreciate all of you listening, viewing. We're gonna have great a great day to be a pirate. It's always it's always good. It's been a great week. All right, uh, for Captain Buck, Matt, Bubba, Kyle, I'm Dave Richmond. You've been watching and listening to the TSO Bowl Selection Show right here. Good night, everybody. Go Pirates.